Welcome, world, to episode 91 of Chamberlain Chance, best video game podcast in the podcasting land. I am Chance. I write the games of Chance.blogspot.com. With me, as always, is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, how you doing this week? Uh, I'm barely hanging on here, man. I was I was playing Marvel before the podcast, and uh... for that, you have my sympathies. Oh my God! Chamberlain I'll writes infinitebacklog.com. But uh, thank goodness back this week is Alex of dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing good. I went through the second worst hangover of my life last week, and hey. I forgot how much it's like the flu. Oh, it is. Yes. It is very much like the flu. Yeah. I just I felt disease. Like, oh, right, yeah, alcohol's poison. You know what's weird? I have never been hungover in my life. Oh, my Lucky God, bastard. that's so not fair. I've never, I never drank that much. I could that's have two beers and have a way. headache the next day. It was Oktoberfest. I had like seven. But was it tasty? Oh, it was totally worth it. There you go. Just Sunday sucked. That's <laughs> just don't go anywhere until like noon and then, yeah. Couldn't even go for a run. I was so sick. Nope. Nope. The worst I've had is trying to go rock climbing hungover. That Ooh. totally didn't work. But I remember that? that, well, I had to. I mean, it was Saturday morning. I go rock climbing every Saturday morning. It I didn't like matter. A, I feel like that's a good way to slip and die. Well, I ended up, uh, I figured I remember the cure, and it's actually Coke. Really? Yeah, Coke makes your stomach feel better immediately. That's weird. Immediately. That was actually the aftermath of me attempting No Man's Sky. Oh, I would imagine, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it would just be drinking lots of water to get nope. yourself hydrated. No, that's not it. There's something, my stomach goes sour in a specific way that I need, like the Coke sugar mixture, and it, mm. it settles, me, settles me right down. It's amazing. I'm that way when I eat something salty. Like, if I have a bag of chips, I have to have a pop. Mm. Yeah. I have to have something sweet to chase it with. Yeah. It doesn't work the other way around. Like, I can eat sweets forever, and I don't need something salty. Give me something salty, I need something sweet. Yeah, I had to stop buying, like, cartons of milk duds, because I would just destroy them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the, I'm that way for Whoppers, if there's Whoppers around. Or candy corn. I got a bag of candy corn you know right what? here. <laughs> Candy corn gets a bad rap. I can have it in moderation. I yeah, love pre- candy corn. They're pretty delicious. I don't understand why people hate on them. I don't know. I don't know. I'll I like like November first or second. I will go and buy discount bags of candy corn and keep them around for another month. Because <laughs> they do go tasty. stale. I've had some awful stale candy. Corn. That is true. That is true. So, they need to stay fluffy. Mm. So last night, <clears throat> I've got this. I've got this clip show in my head. And I have these kill streaks, these beautiful long, like fifteen minute kill streaks that I want to make a video, but there isn't any song that's fifteen minutes long that I can plug in here to make it work. <laughs> and I got an Avita. Come on, let's go. Uh, yeah, but no, no. <laughs> like okay. like there, there's parts of the gameplay where I'm just waiting for someone to show up so I can kill them. And that doesn't go well with any music, basically, no. unless there's like a song custom made for it. So in my head, I'm thinking what I should do is I should take like three of these kill streak videos and cut them all up and combine the good parts into one video. Hmm. And so I could either do that last night, or I could check out Hob. Um, or I could check out Hob. Because Hob was getting some really nice reviews yesterday. Like, yes. I emailed you guys that, that thing that Eurogamer said, like, mm-hmm. spiritual successor to fucking Link to the Past, which, as far as I'm concerned, was the last good Zelda game. and Or really good Zelda game. Mm, I'll give you that. And I mean, so, yeah. obviously, I checked out Hob. It is really fucking good. Yay! So, how's performance? I have read that there are occasional there are. frame rate like there issues. Are, but, but those don't occur during gameplay. Those occur when like uh, when the camera like sweeps around in a huge mm. part of the okay. earth. Yeah. 
And those That's... parts are really cool, and you wish those were operating at peak efficiency, but it, it doesn't hurt the play. The play itself hurts the play. Oh. It's kind of weird, like, um, the platforming doesn't really feel great, it's okay, um, swinging your sword doesn't feel great at this point, like, I still mm. have a lot of combat upgrades to unlock, like, charge attacks and shit like that. Um, so, actually, like, moving around the world and interacting with it never feels super satisfying like a platformer should, but the act of exploration and discovery and the beauty of the world and the art direction of this game... Um, I was, I was, I was repeatedly hitting the share button for like my first half hour with the game because <laughs> it was just absolutely magical, magical. Hmm. Like this is, um, the character design really reminds me of Hellboy because he's so lopsided. <laughs> you're this, you're this skinny little wisp of a thing, but you have this giant mechanical hand for, for one arm. And, uh, it's, yeah, I, I really, really like it. I really, really like it. Is it is it good enough that you're going to go back to it a second time when you could be playing Overwatch? Well, the thing is, that's that's the test, and I'm already thirsty for Overwatch. Oh I want I want to heal dudes, man. I want to heal them with my <laughs> with my golden beam, and I want to shoot them with my pulse pistols. But <laughs> but it, it is it is really really lovely, and um, and I I do think I'm going to go back to it, but it occurred to me this morning, just as I woke up, fucking SteamWorld Dig 2 came out on PlayStation yesterday. Yeah, it did. And uh, so I downloaded that on my Vita before I left for work. And it's like 185 megabytes. It's really Shit. small. Yeah. Mm. And it's just SteamWorld Dig again, basically. Okay, it's, but that's it's, not a But that's, it's, yeah, that's okay. It is. Yes, it yeah. is. It, it does kind of, it, it, it makes me burn a little bit that we still don't have Guacamelee 2. Mm. <laughs> but... Um, uh, but but it is really really nice. The world is a little bit more complicated. Um, I haven't really found anything more complicated in the world yet. But the tools, I only literally put a half hour into it. Like I just played it over my lunch break. Um, but you're already getting more and more interesting tools than you were at the same point in the first game. Cool. Uh, yeah. So yeah, this it's just lovely again. That's definitely on my list. I'm probably gonna put that off to the end of the year when I'm gonna be in Hawaii. For a week away from all my stuff. There was another one that I noticed was. On That's a great list. thing to do. I loved going at, on the um, family reunion where I just, you know, talked to people and read books. It was, I needed it. <laughs> mm, this is a uh, a destination wedding. My brother in law is pulling a dick Our move Hawaii. and getting married in Hawaii. I'm not, I don't. I, this sounds awful, but I'm not looking forward to going to Hawaii. Have what? you been to Hawaii before? Yes, I have. Oh, okay. Well, here's the problem. Everything is fucking expensive. Yeah. Everything. It's an island. They, uh, yep. Yep. Still a hell of a lot of poverty somehow. Where does all that money go? Rich white folk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, yes, everything's expensive, but I still remember to this day this ahi tuna sandwich I had there. I bet. It was probably caught that morning. It was orgasmic and like $25. <laughs> no, there's but, <laughs> yeah, but it was so good. I just, it's, I'm going to be so poor when I'm done with that trip. Anyway, <laughs> video games. Yeah. Video games. So, uh, I don't know, when do you, when do you talk? All right, well, there was a point when I was playing the original Marvel vs. Capcom 3, this is six years ago now, where I got so angry at it that I took it out of my console stacked it up with all of my other fighting games, traded them all in the next day for cash, and bought beer. True Holy story. Holy shit. Drink your That drink. is slightly better than the time Street Fighter 4 made me so mad that I went after my arcade stick with a scissors. 
<laughs> These are also true stories. I, um, I I may have an anger issue when it comes to fighting games. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite has gotten to that point, and that happened about 20 minutes ago. So I am really trying to hold it together because I like you guys. And no, I, no, no, you don't no, need no. me. This is what event, man. No, yeah, bring see, it. I... Bring it. No, give us the raw yelling facts, and sir. Screaming sir, this is news. It's not your no, fault. It's not your fault. No, it is my fault. It's my <laughs> fault because I have unreasonable expectations for myself that I should be able to do things when I've been playing the game for all of maybe 10 hours, but when I'm losing to goddamn people mashing light punch into auto combo, into juggle, into auto combo, into tag, it's... Mm. I'm so fucking pissed. Well, what's the counter I, for that? I don't goddamn know. That's the problem. <laughs> I want to sit across and just super at them, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I'm sitting there jabbing, and I want to come in there with a low attack and get underneath there, but no, I'm playing goddamn Rocket Raccoon. He's fucking 10 pixels tall, and I can't get underneath him. I don't understand what's going on. I, think, I really don't. I think that this moment is the best the show has ever been. And 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 I'm gonna give myself a goddamn aneurysm for this because I get so mad. <laughs> Nothing makes me as angry as Marvel. Nothing. Are tricks sharing their pain here? Or? Uh, who? No, uh, they're not. Because people who know how to play the game are fine. People who understand how the me- mechanics work, it's fine. R- reviews from Marvel have been like. Oh, the gameplay good, but it's ugly as sin. And that is 100% correct. And when you stop the game from moving and you look at the character models, you're like, wow, this is from like three, four years ago. Yeah. You know, the money went, I don't know where the money went, but in motion it looks Marvel fine. Marvel license, probably. Yeah, there you go, to purchase the Marvel license. Um, in motion it looks fine. It runs at 60 frames, per, 60 frames per second. The animations are sparse, but smooth. You can tell what's going on. But... I don't, I can't play it. I can't play it anymore. I shouldn't play it anymore. I value my, my electronic devices and, and, and my sanity. <laughs> I just, I, uh, I don't, to be in pain. I really, really hate when I can do something against nobody, but when you play against a person, it just doesn't work. And it's just because you get excited and you're like, oh, I got the hit and I'm going to do it. And then nope, you like fucking hit all the buttons and they fly across and nothing happens. And then you get these jackasses who are just mashing light punch into things. And it works because of course it works. I don't know. I, I'm, I need to examine, you know, what I play for fun. You need to just relax. Do some four, say, do some four v four with me and Alex. No, no, get some play. You had fun. You admitted it. I had fun because I was winning. I had fun because we were winning, and and that's it. If you were losing, which you know, there's a chance of happening because I'm the weak link in the chain. Yeah. If we were losing, it wouldn't be fun anymore. So. We were a three-stack okay. doing 4v4. We had a tank, we had a healer, we had DPS. We were kicking hey, uh, everyone's ass. If, if we won I every single round we played. We did. And you were drunk. Yeah, I was I was recovering. Oh, yeah, Alex, okay. Alex that's was fine. Like, that's was fine. like getting over being drunk. You were you were getting over being salty at uh, and, and I, at I was going yeah. on like five hours of sleep. We were all fucked. We were all fucked and we still kicked these people's asses. And I made a really cool clip show out of that. Unsound. Yeah, you when, did. It when looked, was the, it looked when cool. When was the last time you heard Unsound? Not only that, but I that heard. is the first time you have ever admitted that one of my clip shows was good, and I would like to point out that I think it's because you were in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. It's because <laughs> I understood a little bit more of what's going on because I had been exposed to more of the game. It's difficult to look at Overwatch and tell what's going on when you don't play it much because it's like, oh, they're jumping around. But now what I understand a little more of 
of um, like who, Madness. what, what Moltres do, what, you know, what sounds mean what, what counters what. I don't know it a lot, but I, I know it a little bit now, which is also what makes Marvel so infuriating because I watch enough of it that I should understand what does what, and I still can't do it. So I don't want to talk about Marvel anymore. Um, <laughs> I started Agents of Mayhem, which yeah. Metacritic was like 66, 67%. I think yes. the Xbox One is reviewing a little higher. I think it's a little low, actually. I think for just an open worldish action game, it's not bad. It, 63. It, I think it's low. I think it's a little low, but 70, granted, I've... 75 I've, on Xbox One. Yeah, it's because Xbox, we expect less. It's just that simple. <laughs> it's um, a game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a little low, but again, I have played it for maybe three hours, so a lot of the reviews complained about repetitive side missions, and I haven't gotten to the point where they're old yet, but... I think the core conceit works. You've got a team of three guys that you can switch out between at any time. Um, each one has different specialties, different weapons, different special moves. You can switch them out in, you know, in missions while you're doing things. It's just an open world kind of fuck around game. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. The humor tries too hard. It's like, oh, you're trying to be funny, aren't you? Oh, that's kind of amusing. So uh, that part I could do without. But, I mean, it, it looks pretty good. PS4 is running with HDR enabled, so that looks nice on my TV. Hmm. Um, I had fun with it, which is more than I can say for anything else I played last week. So I, I'm not ready to give it any sort of recommendation until until I put some more time in it. Because for all I know, I've already played all the kinds of missions, and I'll be doing the same thing for a whole number of hours, hmm. which would not be fun. But I mean, I've got only three characters out of like a dozen unlocked, so there's a lot more variety that I'm going to find, hopefully with the characters themselves. And it does have an interesting, I mean, Agents of Mayhem, you're the good guys, but you're the Agents of Mayhem, so that sounds odd, and like the boss of the Agents of Mayhem used to be a villain, and you're fighting other villains, so it feels like there's going to be a twist somewhere in here where everybody's evil. You were bad the whole time. Yeah, which could be amusing, so... Is the story or dialogue anywhere near as strong as the, uh, oh, what were they called? Damn it, the games they made before this. Saints Row. Uh, Saints Row. Saints Row. Saints Row uh, I, I got to be honest, I've never played a Saints Row game. Really? It's pretty funny. Yeah. I, 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 I could have sworn nope. you were writing things about beating on people with dildos or something. I, I may have been talking about Sterling at the time, but uh, <laughs> um, no, I've never played a Saints Row game. I've, I've spoken oh. of them. I have not played them. Right. It's not on my just, list. I just searched it on your blog. It's not, it's not anywhere in your giant tag cloud. Yep, yep. So... I mean, it seems that kind of juvenile humor is par for the course for these guys. I think this is missing more than it hits right now. It's just groaning and like, oh, okay, if I was 13, that might be kind of funny, but I'm old. Well, you know, maybe 13-year-olds will love it. Yeah, possibly. I mean, right now, the actual just active shooting people in the game is fun, and the driving mechanics aren't bad, and the fact that, you know, this one character can kind of stick to walls and climb, this other character can jump farther, that little bit of, of nuance is interesting. Hmm. We'll see how long it lasts. Would it be better if you had one character who could stick to walls and jump farther? Not necessarily, because no. it forces you to make decisions. It, it forces you to choose between, you know, okay, this guy hits really hard or shoots hard, but he can't jump as high. So you're you're constantly, it's a little bit of strategy is all it ends up being. So it's like a spec, a little bit. Yeah, kind of, kind of. Um, and you're, you're constantly getting new items dumped on you and new skills, so the the, the, the drip of loot is pretty quick. So you're 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 there's you're getting new stuff often enough that you're not getting bored. So Okay, speaking of new skills. Ah. Bring us back to Hob. Ah. Um one of the moments last night where I was like, This is 
a wonderful version of this thing we've played a thousand times before. So you know like in a Zelda game or in any Metroidvania, you're walking around and there is a wall with a crack in it mm-hmm. or whatever. Or, you know, any any sort of thing that you can tell that I will be able to interact with that later. Yes. Uh, lock tease is what Tycho from Penny Arcade called it. I love that term. <laughs> and um, and so you uh, – I, I kind of want to spoil the beginning of the game. Go for it. Can I, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just straight up spoil the beginning of the game. Okay. So uh, there is a stone but also somehow technological mechanical door, but it's ma- clearly made of stone. And you're, you're just sitting there staring at it, and there is like a rumble, and the screen shakes, and there's another rumble. And the door is forced open by the two <laughs> giant mechanical hands of this mechanical being. And the mechanical being looks in at you and says something in a language that I don't understand, maybe the character player character does. And then this little player character walks out of the, the cell that he was in, and, or she, into the light. And she's just this little, this little wisp of a thing with a, with a lovely red cowl on. And you follow this, this thing around as you, you slowly solve puzzles. And you're just kind of learning that these are the jump mechanics. Uh, you can climb up ledges that are this high, so on and so forth. Uh, you can, um, uh, you can't push blocks yet. You don't have the strength. And you're walking along and you're walking along this ledge to get where the th- you think the thing wants you to go next. And there's this beautiful giraffe creature sticking its head through a mm-hmm. gap in the wall. You can't, you can't continue along the path because this thing's head is blocking it. <laughs> but when you walk up to it, there's this, the camera zooms in and there's this lovely moment where you're just kind of chilling out with this huge colossal animal. And then it draws its head out of your path and turns around and walks away. And you step forward, and this plant that you didn't notice above you opens up, and it lashes out and grabs onto your hand. <laughs> and you you stumble backwards, and this growth that you've seen everywhere throughout the world is now on your arm. And it's slow. Shut up, phone. And it's <laughs> and it's slowly overtaking you. <laughs> that was somehow fitting, actually. <laughs> and your mechanical friend lands on top of you and holds you down, and you start to struggle, and you're shaking your head, no, 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 and he pulls out this blade, and wham! There goes your arm. <laughs> and then the credits start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've been neared. <laughs> yes, the, cred- the credits start, and. Um, and this thing, this thing is working on you in some sort of workshop. And when you wake up, you've got this giant mechanical hand now. And you walk outside, and uh, and it's standing there waiting for you, but it's missing an arm. Oh. And it points you in the direction that you need to go next. It was just, it's just beautiful. It was a, anyway. So you you get the glove, you move along, and you get your first power up for the glove. The first power up for the glove is a punch where you hold down triangle, he charges the punch, and then slams forward with the fist and darts forward like ten yards. And this is the first thing you get to break down cracked walls. Mm. It's so satisfying. Just wham those walls instead of like throwing a bomb or all this shit that we've seen before. It's it 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 makes uh it's made some really, really good choices so far. So I'm really happy with it. See, I need calming gaming experiences like that. It's very much that. It's it's um it's a hundred percent about solving the puzzles. Like there is combat and, you know, there's little guys, and then there's big guys, and they have armor, so you have to hit them with the punch to knock off their armor before you can kill them. So, so far, there's a little bit of depth there, um, but it's certainly not the main course. The main course is exploring the world, solving the puzzles, the puzzle that is the world. And mm-hmm. I haven't gotten held up on it once so far, 
Like, it's, I spend, I get a little bit, like, I go off in a completely wrong direction, come back. It's like, oh, that, okay, now I get it. It's, uh, it's really nice. The puzzles are hmm. really nice so far. Well, cool. damn. Well, I gotta, I don't, you know what? I don't feel bad about throwing money runics way. Go it. Go for it. Do it. I yep. 20 bucks, I can yep. do it. Yep. Got my refund yep. back, I can do it. Reasonable price. Uh, so what is, uh, what has Alex been playing? Couple of things. Last week, I grabbed, um, Second Son off of, uh, PlayStation Plus. Oh, and I really, really liked it while I was playing it, and then the instant I finished it, I was done. <laughs> I can't believe you finished it. That's a long game. Oh, are you kidding? Oh, it's like half of what Infamous 2 was. It's half the game Infamous 2 was. It's half the yeah. fun. It was... Let me put it this way. I get why... We haven't heard anything for about like three and a half years from Sucker Punch because mm-hmm. this was a rush job for a yeah. console launch, and they're just giving them all the space they need. Because like I could see the game it could have been. The powers are great. The world is interesting. There's just not a hell of a lot to do in it. And, and the, the side missions are all meh. Yeah, they're all meh. They're very and your your locomotion abilities are very meh. Your Neon Girl was so much more fun. So much more fun. There's this huge build-up to, like, district showdowns to own a district away from the concrete dudes, but if you just, you know, tie up a couple of guards, you can unlock this bomb ability that just, it's an it's literally an instant win button. Mm-hmm. It was it was bullshit. <laughs> I like the characters. I loved your brother. Um, and I, they uh... could... They could have done a lot more with his Native American heritage. They kind of just left it hanging yeah. there. Yeah, like it felt kind of yeah. it felt kind of pointless. The fact Very that much. he's like a Banksy style artist seemed just so trendy. I like you know? some of his art though. Yeah, no, me too. But it it felt like it was just done because a focus group said it was cool. Yeah, you know, it didn't feel like something that really inspired Sucker Punch. That being said, I like Smoke more than most people, but Neon was fucking awesome compared to Smoke. Oh yeah, well, smoke had a lot more survivability to it. It, it yeah, it, it kind of had a bit more versatility where you had like the shotgun at close range, you had an option for long range, and there was a it, lot more lot like it was smart. The neon was almost always just like outside of combat areas, and smoke you could just blow up an ammo crate and just fill up inside. Uh, that was well done. But again, like another six months, I think it could have been a hell of a game. I don't know. I feel like another year, and even then, I feel like some of the basic design choices of the smoke power, it just wasn't as fun as throwing around lightning as Cole McGrath. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. And what's what's really tragic is what this game should have been was released like six months later and called Infamous First Light. Yes. It was so fun. First Light was really good. First Light was so fun. Yep. How, like, how long was that? Oh, uh, it was short. It's like a like, third. It's like yeah, a third of yeah. the length of the of Second Son. But, also but uh, free Fetch was fantastic. Fetch yeah, that's all you play as. You, Laura, you play as Fetch and nothing else. Laura Bailey, really good. Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, remind me the name of the actor. Troy Baker was Troy Delson. Baker. And... Troy Baker. Great job as Delson. Oh, it was funny as hell. Mm-hmm. I think, and I, I could always... <laughs> they ended up playing Booker for like one of the um, inside guys. I was like, oh, it's Troy Baker, too. Nah, he <laughs> earned it. <laughs> <laughs> But that was fun, and then like I, I waited about a month and a half because I really wasn't convinced. People kind of came down hard on it, but I finally bit the bullet. And I was like, "How could forty bucks really make XCOM two twice as good?" Yeah, yeah. For, uh, 
War of the Chosen has made XCOM 2 twice as good. What the fuck? What the fuck indeed? You you said it was going to make it like too granular and you wouldn't like it. I was wrong. I was so fucking wrong. I I was kind of sick to death of the maps in XCOM 2 and I'm like I think I think 20 hours into a new playthrough and I have seen the templates from vanilla XCOM 2 maybe 3 times. Wow, new stuff. Wow, cool. new stuff. The maps are way better designed. There's way less uh full cover. Hmm. And full cover is almost always like 2 turns away. Uh, there's a really small, simple things that just change everything. Like, there's now battle fatigue. Like, you can't just use your best guys in every single mission. Everyone gets worn out, and you keep kind of cycling through rookies, and that really changes shit up. That means you can't get um, troop upgrades as fast, because you can't get people to captain within, like, a first third of the game. Hmm. Uh, the assassins themselves, I like them more than most people. Yeah, the dialogue's pretty uh, Saturday morning cartoony. But it's like dark Saturday morning cartoony. Like it's it's a lot of you've hit me once, you'll never hit me again. That kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're so well designed and well yeah, animated. Yeah. I I let them get away with it. And they're legitimately good bosses. They're not like the Alien Hunter DLC where it was just these ridiculous bullet sponges that moved every time you did an action, not every <laughs> turn. Like they they would move six times in your own turn. It was <sighs> bullshit. It was <laughs> fucking bullshit these guys you know they they take a turn and what they do in that turn is devastating and i much prefer that there's a sniper that basically just he will always find your sniper and the way he keeps him down is like if you move your sniper in a turn you can't use your sniper rifle so basically until you find that motherfucker you can't your sniper's gonna have to just keep hopping around using his pistol and that's that's no good (laughs) you gotta find his ass so how does this one run? Because didn't XCOM 2 have issues running It's well? much better now. Like, okay. especially on the uh, your um, hovercraft. Like, just moving around to the different rooms used to be 40 frames, 30 frames. Yeah. On, like, monster rig. Now it's perfect. Okay. It gets a little stuttery sometimes in really big areas, but I'm almost maxed it out. It's it's running better than it's ever, ever mm. done. Nice. So I'm, I'm really impressed. And it's cool. just, I'm just, ugh. I mean, it's like one of my favorite. I had to, I had to turn down the difficulty. I pride myself on not doing. <laughs> Maybe easy that's mode why you're XCOM. having so much more fun. <laughs> well, I had a lot of fun on normal mode in XCOM too, but this is a. It is designed to break every strategy you've ever had, and it does that brutally. Start over. I did. New strategies. And, yep. I'm, I'm still getting hit once or twice every turn. It used to be like in medium, in vanilla, I would like just bulldoze every single mission and now i'm in easy mode even i'm still you know getting getting a shot at hmm. i'm really impressed i am i'm it's worth every penny cool it's kind of a shame it didn't come with the playstation release but i think i bought that like this time last year and still haven't touched it i'm sure it's coming <laughs> it's so good well does that then mean that it's time for headlines? I must. Uh, I think so. We've, we've exhausted what we've been playing. It, it must be, you know, early fall. Not a whole lot of new releases. Hello. It's, it seems. <laughs> There's so many releases. Well, not big stuff that we're all playing. We're still paying catch-up for old stuff. Man, yesterday we had Hob and SteamWorld Dig. Week uh, before that we had uh, uh, Dishonored Death of the Outsider and Ease 8. Which is on I your suppose. list. I was made it is. That. Yeah, I'm going to play it. I just don't know when. Because... Everything stops on Friday when Cuphead comes out. 
It's, uh, I did, did I tell you that I played a little bit of Ease 8? You did? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, um, um, different enemies have different body types. And they're either, um, they're weak to, like, slam damage or piercing damage or slashing damage. And you switch between characters with, like, a button press that is, like, it is like a switch in, a, in an MVC game where it is instant. Okay. And you go right into the combo with the other character. Um, it's kind of interesting. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. Yes, I'll play it eventually. Headlines. <clears throat> in Overwatch news, uh, pro streamer Brandon Siegel Learned, who had quit the pro circuit earlier this year to focus on streaming full-time, has announced that he'll be joining Team Envious on the official Overwatch League. Uh, this actually will leave Envious with seven players instead of the six you need to uh, to think uh, to, to play a match. So apparently what they're going to do is they're going to have certain teams or team ma- makeups for certain maps and even certain phases. Um, so like like maybe Siegel will be like the guy who comes in on Hanamura and Gibraltar or something. Um, but Siegel was the guy who first made Genji popular. Uh, okay. When Overwatch first came out, you would see videos of what Siegel could do on Genji and he is blamed for all the shitty Genjis that you see in your game <laughs> who can't get anything done because they're trying to be Seagull. In fact, uh, that, uh, not the last Mercy Clip Show I made, but the second last Mercy Clip Show, um, it ends with uh, me cornering a Reaper in a room with a health pack. And looking at the footage, I should have just dove in because the health pack wasn't recharged yet and he was low on health. But instead I sat back and I let my Genji go go in. The Genji is is named like Seagull in training. No, oh, jeez. Is literally the guy's name. He pulls out his dragon blade. He ults. He solo ults on this Reaper while I heal him. The Reaper kills him. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Reaper comes out. And I swear to God, if that soldier hadn't been on me, I would have killed that Reaper. But the Reaper and the soldier killed me. Anyway, I kind of like the idea of having alternates. Yeah. Players for the it, it, it's it. I like that they're allowing that because it's like. Like football, you have different mm-hmm. players for different downs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it makes sense that, you know, on defense, you've got a crazy bastion that you want to use, and on offense, maybe you don't use that bastion. So, I think that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Seagull is is one of the best projectile players in the game, like uh, characters like Genji and Farah. He is absolutely ridiculous. And, in fact, lately, he did all of his placements for the current season on Junkrat. Um, and he has actually got a gold gun on Junkrat now but uh, he is considered one of the best in the world and Envious the team is considered probably the best team in the North American League so yeah that's pretty cool do you know where they're based out of? Um, no but I could find out easily enough do we care? no not really I was just curious to see if you knew Um, celebrated curmudgeon Chamberlain finally snapped under the joy that is Overwatch while enjoying a series of winning 4v4 matches with Alex and Chance this past weekend he later described the experience as, quote, fun, and admitted, quote, I enjoyed myself. You're cherry-picking your quotes out of there. It was, in the, it was in the same post in which I realized that I cannot enjoy a lot of these games because I cannot create my own narrative. That, you know, when I'm winning, it's fun. When I'm not winning, it's not fun. I also well, plead the fifth on most of these things. Well, you say <laughs> that, but Jim Chamberlain Kanapa was later observed playing Overwatch the very next day. While I was waiting for Agents of Mayhem to install. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that was happening. And I was like, oh man, you want to play? And you're like, no, I'm playing something else now. And I'm like, ah. I, I had just switched off because it wasn't going very well. I worry about asking you guys. Like, I don't want to be the guy who's like, Overwatch, Overwatch, you guys want to do Overwatch, Overwatch, you guys? <laughs> and you're like, no chance, fuck off. But I feel like... I am. 
you hit me at like halfway through Oktoberfest, and I was just like, oh, they emailed me two hours ago. Oh god, I am, <laughs> I am not good enough to walk home. You did say you did say the previous night that we were going to play, so I had assumed. I had forgotten, and I felt like a dick. <laughs> hey, um, hey, Oktoberfest! Oktoberfest. It's important. Yeah. I, I didn't More see feelings. that coming. That was out of the blue. Uh, a new patch on the PTR immediately reduces your ultimate charge to zero once you hit the button. Um, so, like, um, McCree or Soldier or um, Lucio, for example, if you go, oh, let's drop the beat, and before you hit the ground, someone shoots you through the head, uh, you'll respawn, you'll still have your ult. Same thing with Genji. Like, he will pretty much complete the animation of pulling out his Dragon Blade, and if you kill him during that, he will come out of spawn and still have his ult. But this new patch on the PTR, as soon as you hit the button, your ult charge is zero. So no more That's Genji's good. pulling that shit. Yeah, I really like that, actually. That's good. Because all of my heroes, you pop it and you're dead. Yeah. Yep. According to Blizzard statistics, 60% of the Overwatch player base is in bronze, silver, and gold. Which means I am better than 60% of the PS4 Overwatch community. <laughs> I would just like to say, suck it to all the scrubs. And, get uh, good. Yeah, get good. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to, to, every, to everyone in Diamond, Platinum is just the worst kinds of people. To, and to everyone in Master, Diamonds are just the worst players in the world. <laughs> and to everyone in Grandmaster, even Grandmasters are just throwers and trolls. Like, yeah, the community the hates for Grandmasters? Uh, I don't know, but apparently only 8% of the player base is above, is Diamond or above. Holy crap. Yeah, so I'm very so, close like, how to many, the top So how many understars is that? How many what? Like the little the stars under your uh, portrait. The stars have nothing to do with your rank in competitive. Oh, so their diamond is in like they just never lose. No, their diamond is okay. Well, I am I am platinum because uh-huh. once I finished my placement matches, I got placed at the rank of twenty seven something. Um, my brother is I think he's silver now. He got placed in bronze at fourteen something, and then oh. he made it at over fifteen hundred. And this is like your rating. So when you win a match in comp, you gain what's called SR. When you lose, you lose SR. And your rank is determined by what your SR is. Um, so when I when I win a match, I might gain 25 SR. When I lose a match, I might lose 25 SR. But it depends on how good or bad you play. If you just were on fire the entire match, you won't lose very much when you lose. If you absolutely sucked throughout the match, but your team won, you won't gain very much. Um hmm. But the the idea is it goes uh, bronze, silver, gold, um, and gold maxes out at uh, twenty four ninety nine, and then when you hit twenty five hundred, you're platinum, and then the scale continues up to five thousand, uh, with uh, uh, forty five hundred to five thousand being grandmaster. So yeah, nope. Alex needs to finish his placements. Nerds. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're I'm, the I'm nerds. Uh, permanent competitive mode bans are on the way, with the three-strike rule going into effect today, September 27th. Quote, any player who accumulates three or more seasonal bans may be permanently removed from competitive play. That's good. Are they actually going to have, like, moderators looking at this stuff more often? Oh, or they, always, they always stack have moderators up? looking at it. And now they're doing a thing on PC, at least, where if you send in a report that does result in any kind of action being taken against a player, you'll get an email saying, uh, thank you for the report, we did take action against this player, due to nature of confidentiality and shit, we can't tell you what we did, but we just want you to know that this had an impact, thank you very much for helping to keep Overwatch uh, a non-toxic community or something like that. And here's a loot box. I don't no. think they're doing that, but, but <laughs> that'd they are, be bad, actually. Yeah, they are giving feedback when action is taken, and people really appreciate that. Yeah. 
Just so they know that something's <clears throat> happening, yeah. Uh, a bug appeared on the PC version this week where it will... Uh, you'll go into competitive mode, it'll start the match, then it'll go, uh, no, we gotta restart, and then it'll kick everyone out of the lobby, and then immediately go into the match again, and then go, uh, wait, and then kick everyone out of the lobby, and then go into the <laughs> match again. And it just does this forever, until you basically force the game to close. Then when you log into the game, you find that you have lost hundreds of SR, like your rank has dropped, it's plummeted, because as far as the system is concerned, you abandoned the game. Whoops. And because you abandoned X many games, as far as the system is concerned, you're now banned from competitive. So that's a big fucking fuck up on the part of Blizzard. That is a major bug. Are they going to fix it? Are they going to put them back where they were? I'm sure they're going to fix it. I don't know if anyone will get put back where they were. That'd be kind of above and beyond for Blizzard as far as I'm concerned. That specific kind of, of accidental banning or demotion has occurred in a couple fighting games when they try to combat disconnectors. Yeah. Where if you disconnect, you end up being put into a group where you play against all the other people who are disconnecting, mm-hmm. which is a good idea in concept, except when your netcode sucks and your libraries are bad and it disconnects you, suddenly you're played against that and, you know, it spreads like a virus and then suddenly everybody's in the disconnecting group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't remember what game it was, but it was pretty funny because everybody was banned for a little while. It was oh. hilarious. Yeah, well... That off. Um... Levers have always been a problem in comp. Like, I remember I I played a comp game. It was one of my first comp games. And one of the players was apologizing for this friend of his who has a really shitty internet connection. So he might be leaving and coming back throughout the game. And I, I I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I'm like, well, isn't that nice of him to join us in competitive mode? Like, like, what is he doing? And then your friend, his friend gets on the mic and goes, I don't want to be your friend. And I go, <laughs> and I go, I'm okay with that. And like I, and I muted. And he was playing Anna. He was trying to solo heal on Anna. Oh, uh, everything about that guy was a troll. Anyway, so that's the end of Overwatch news. Blizzard, fix your shit. Uh, in normal news, uh, the Switch version of Kickstarter Western RPG Battle Chasers Night War has been delayed until further notice. Oh, yes, it's a very beautiful sprite-based game, so it might not be playing nice well, it's, on the Switch. It's three D models, isn't it? But I'm not sure. I don't think so. See, the video I you... saw was gorgeous animated three D models. Oh. See, you saying that kind of flies in the face of the next piece of news, though, of what you can actually do on the Switch. Uh, I assume that next piece of news would absolutely crush you. No. Hang I'm on. talking about the Doom news. Yeah, well, oh, hang on. I want to see footage of Battle Chasers Night War. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Isn't that by that comic book guy? Yeah, it's who a, did the yeah. stuff for Darkstalkers. Yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, uh, yeah. no, no, Darksiders. Darksiders, Darksiders. That Darksiders. I, I don't, I don't. I'm not gonna give you crap for that. <laughs> that is, that is definitely polygonal. You're right, but it sure looks gorgeous. Anyway, it looks fantastic. Doom 2016 will run at 30 frames per second on the Switch, 720p. That if it runs, it runs. The engine. Works. I do recall someone saying that if it wasn't sixty frames per second, they might as well just fuck it. Well, yes. Paraphrase, and I'm not of going. I'm not going to purchase it. But the fact that they got it to work at least, at least a little bit is impressive. For what is basically just a tablet with fancy controllers. So I don't know, man. I'm pretty tempted by that. The idea of that game on a handheld is very appealing. To me. As long as it's that consistent thirty, I'm yeah, sure it's bearable. It yeah, like Digital Foundry says, it's good. Well, yeah, Digital Foundry went and put together a... They, they, they couldn't play it on a Switch because they didn't have it, but they put together a computer that was, like, built out of Switch parts, basically. Hmm. 
and turned it down to minimum settings in this that they duplicated it. So they proved that Intec 4 will run on a piece of shit PC and look okay. So I'm not defending this. Yeah, I'm not defending the switches for being underpowered because it's definitely underpowered. But I just like that they even went through the effort to get this to run on it. It's interesting. You know, speaking of underpowered, I I didn't even read that article that you sent me earlier today. So let's just. But I did forward it to my, my home address. <laughs> so I can open it right now. The Atari box specs, price, and release date have been revealed. Uh, <laughs> according to NVC UK or MCV UK, Atari has revealed more details about its upcoming Atari box console launching in spring 2018 around the world for a price between 249 and 299 depending on specifications, which you haven't figured six months out. Nope. Um, Atari's new micro console will be released first through the Indiegogo crowdfunding platform. Uh-huh. As well as having a, quote, large back catalog of classic Atari games to its name, the nature of its Linux... Linux? Linux. It's going to be Linux? Yep. You can't even get most Steam games on Linux. Nope. That's why would you... That's <laughs> insane. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like... I, the subject of the email that I sent to Chance was, hey, look, it's the Ouya 2. It really is. So, yep. And at that price, at the price of two ninety nine, why wouldn't you just then go get, like, a fucking PlayStation 4 or, oh, yeah. or a Switch? It's the same price. Mm-hmm. It's like that's not a much better price, and and the games that you can run on Linux. <laughs> it's like yeah. six games. It's like so. Well, you know what? Like, I believe Darkest Dungeons available in Linux. I believe Don't Starve is available in Linux. Well, I mean, that Linux can probably run a, a, a an Android emulator, so you probably have a whole piles of poorly translated Android games. Yeah. Which, yeah, I want to buy a console to play games that I can play on my phone or tablet. Yeah. Hooray. Yeah, I don't. I still don't understand. It's like somebody decided, let's make a new Atari and make it look like the old Atari. What about the stuff inside the box? Oh, we'll figure that out later. <laughs> and, when, like, I did, I did actually skim through the article, and one of the things that kind of struck me was the Atari people keep on talking about Atari fans worldwide. Uh-huh. As if there's some ravenous Atari fan base that bang the drum for Atari like Nintendo fan fans do. Um, no, like, there were never Atari fans, and if there were, they immediately died when the NES came out. The only reason there were Atari fans was because there was one platform once, and it was called Atari! And then something else came out that was infinitely better, and we forgot about you for 20 years. That company isn't even the same company. It's been bought and sold who knows how many times. It's just a name now. Yeah. That's all it is. The last decent anything. game they made was Roller Coaster Tycoon 3 more than 10 years ago. And that's not even the same Atari. Somebody bought that name. I know. But they managed to put that they, they did one good thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, that's depressing. Uh... <laughs> Koei Tecmo's Attack on Titan 2 will come as for PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, but not the Vita. Also depressing? Yes. In fact, uh, the next Atelier game was announced as coming west, and it's not, not coming to Vita either. Oh, the, shit. That's, first, that's... Yes, the first current-gen Atelier game not to be coming to Vita. Is and, it coming it, for the Switch? I don't think so. Oh, okay. What that do you, was gonna be... you care about Atelier games anyway? Have you no, I don't. Atelier? Not at all. I, I was just going to use it to pick on you to say you should probably buy a Switch. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Look, just because I own three of them doesn't mean I've played more than one of them. <laughs> I kept on buying them out of solidarity for Switch producers. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, I was like, I have to keep giving them money or they'll stop making these games. Anyway. <laughs> I don't even like these games. Just please bring shit to Vita. <laughs> uh, Avalanche.
Avalanche Studios, uh, the devs of Just Cause and Mad Max, is currently hiring developers with experience with, quote, both current and next-gen platforms. What does that mean? <laughs> this is the first noted hiring notice that mentions next-gen platforms. What is it? Next-gen. What is that? Well, yeah. does it mean Scorpio? Does it mean we're going to see PlayStation 5 at E3 2018? Oh, Man, I would PS4 be really pissed if faster. it did. I don't know. When did the PS4 first launch? It's been like, can't be more than three, four years no, it's, been well, more, it's definitely more than three. Keep in mind that the Xbox 360 PlayStation 3 generation was significantly longer it was like than most years. generations. Yes, yes, yes. And that, that is about one-third to half longer than most generations go. So we were very spoiled with some really good games for a long time without having to buy new hardware. Now that the console manufacturers have realized that idiots like me will buy mid-generational updates... I was hoping we could make another eight-year generation without mm-hmm. having a real new system. Well, so. I, I, yeah, I feel like if uh, developers were more con- concentrated more on artistry than pushing technological boundaries, like just like get really, really comfy with the tech and then create art with it. That's those are my those are tend to be my favorite games. Well, that's why the tail end of PlayStation Three exclusive games like The Last of Us mm. were ten out of ten perfect games because. Mm. They've been working on the same hardware for so long, they knew what to do with it. So good. Even Xbox 360, which was less powerful, turned out games like Gears of War 3 near the end of its lifespan, and they're brilliant, and they look great. Uh, so. PlayStation 4 launched in North America November 15th, 2013. So that's been not quite four years. Yeah, under four years. Um, Square Enix has said that Nier Automata has, quote, proven a global hit far in excess of our expectations. It has not only reminded the world of the high quality of Japanese games, but also (laughs) demonstrated significant potential for future franchise development. Nier Automata has surpassed 2 million units in worldwide shipments and downloads. That's fine. (laughs) Chamberlain's still salty. I'm, yeah, that's You're still fine. Salty. If I ever meet Yoko Tower, I'm going to kick him in the balls. You'll never Just know once. it's him. That's true. I have no idea who, the, who he is, what he looks like. Does he? <laughs> no, he doesn't always wear that head thing, does he? Yeah, he does. Oh, my yeah, God. He does. Yeah. yeah, he's Banksy, Banksying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is cool. I like that, but. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That kind of suggests it's, a certain amount douchey. of. Yeah, it suggests a certain amount of self-importance. Like he's gonna well, get so did, mo- so did near Automata. Like, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna get mobbed in the street. Oh man, that's Yoko Taro. Anyway, uh, the Chinese room devs of Dear Esther and Everyone's Gone to the Rapture has laid off all its staff, save for the husband and wife duo who are the core of the studio. Uh, in a pleasant turn, they didn't just like say, "Okay, the game is shipped. You're all fired." They went to everyone six weeks prior to the game's launch and said, "We still need you to keep working until the game's done." That's really important to us. But by the way, when the game's done, we can't afford to pay you anymore. So, okay. uh, so what they did then was they sent emails to every studio in their region and said, "Like we have this team of wonderful people. They're going to need jobs as of this date." And uh, quote, "Most have been placed now." Well, that's really good. That, um, what was it? Um. Uh, not Looking Glass. The guys who did um, Bioshock Infinite did the same thing. Hmm. It doesn't surprise me that Chinese Room went away because I can't think of a Irrational. game they did that was like super good. Like Everybody's Gone to Rapture was an okay walking simulator. Dear Esther I never played. Dear they a- did the second Amnesia, which was not as good as the first. Yeah, Dear Esther is what put them on the map. Is okay. yeah, that's that's what made them as a studio. Um, 
and they are kind of unusual in that they took that success and they and they ratcheted up. You've got examples like Ska Studios that is literally just a husband and wife team, and they do not hire other people. They give their stuff to porting studios sometimes, but it's the husband and wife that make every single asset for the games. And um, and yeah, like they just hmm. it, it just like they the studio still exists. Uh, the the core are you know putting together the stuff that they need to start working on their next game, and they're going to move forward, and they are going to make another game, but you won't hear about it for a long time, because it's just going to be them working on it. Hmm. Okay. So, like, pick this back up in three and a half years. Yeah. Uh, the studio isn't closed, but it's essentially gone dark for now. Uh, South Park, the fractured butthole, has gone gold. It's only, like, three weeks until oh. it's launched. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sweet, sweet, <laughs> good. super sweet. There was actually there was a trailer put out. I told Chamberlain before we started recording, but there was a trailer put out just now announcing that they'd gone gold. And in the trailer, and it's just like a minute of gameplay. And uh, part of the gameplay it turns out it's a Flappy Bird clone. And in the Flappy Bird clone, there is the mother of a gay fish. And she is riding a unicorn, but she can't get to heaven, and she needs your help to get to heaven. And how you help her get to heaven is you control the farts of the unicorn that she's riding through the sky, and when you push it, the rainbow fart comes out, and it will fly through the columns, oh. a la Flappy oh. Bird, and you guide her to heaven. So it's like 60 seconds of what the fuck was that. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's also making fun of Kanye West game. Kanye West had a game? What? Yeah, Kanye West had a game about his mom going to heaven. Oh my god! Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I had no idea that was a thing. And the gay fish is a callback to Kanye. That's that's nice. Um, wow, that's and, like layers. Oh yeah, of burn. fish sticks. Yeah, no, yeah, I get it now. Um, and then while I was posting that, I found gameplay. I found all this gameplay out there that I'd never seen before for for the new game. And I clicked on the one that said "Don't fight Morgan Freeman." <laughs> and that's on, that's on the blog now. I encourage anyone to go check out. Like you can you can watch the gold uh, the gold trailer. It's fine. It's like a minute long, but watch that Morgan Freeman video. Like that that just hyped me to no end for this game. Uh, no... I I mean I'm still nervous about like what is it? How how long was the delay now? A year? Oh uh, no! And it was and it was supposed to come out in like 2015. I think. Yeah, yeah. So. Which was. Uh, so this Park. game, this game, what? I thought it was like yeah. last October. No, no, it was. It was. I think it was late 2015. Then it was last October. Then it was going to be this past March. And oh Jesus was... Christ! Yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. how much I love South Park. I'm going to let him get away with this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Xbox's games with gold for October is Gone Home Console Edition, The Touring mm -hmm. Test. Okay. Rayman 3 HD for Xbox 360, but it's compatible with Xbox One. And Medal of Honor Airborne for Xbox 360, but it's compatible with Xbox One. Uh, three for four. That's not bad. Gone Home is good. Touring Test I missed. I do actually want to play that one. And Rayman 3 was a decent Super Mario World or Super Mario 64 clone. So, hey, that's mm. not bad. Three out of four. Uh, the PlayStation Plus games for October are Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Eh. Are you kidding me? No, I'm sorry. As far as I'm concerned, that blows that entire Xbox Gold list out of the water. Okay, yeah. I would trade. The, the, I would trade that one game for your entire fucking list. But you already own that game. Yes, and I want it again, and I would rather have it again digitally than your entire fucking list. All right, fine. And I never even beat it. It's that good. It's not that good. It it's is not that good. It's an excellent stealth game. Uh, I got real bored with it real quick. <laughs> 
I got bored with it eventually, but even like it is as a stealth connoisseur, as someone who tastes this and will swash it around in my mouth and spit it out and tell you what I think and where the notes are. That's a good fucking stealth game. Like I figured out that if it's a Kojima game that isn't constantly throwing bizarre ass ridiculous plot twists at me every twenty thirty minutes, I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but it's open world. Like he decided to do the open world thing, so he can't funnel you through a funhouse of crazy. And that I lost a lot of what I loved about Snake Eater. Pretty much everything I loved about Snake Eater. Hmm. I don't think well, you. I, I don't think you. That's an unfair any comparison. Snake yeah. Eater is like a bazillion times better than Five. And that's being conservative. Snake Eater, in my opinion, Snake Eater was the best of the series. Yeah, it was one of the best opinion. games ever made. Most most people agree that Snake Eater is one of the high watermarks for the series. Based on what I played of 5, and again, I didn't beat it, 5's gameplay is better. Oh, absolutely. But, like, it just, it's, it, I, I got sick of clearing the same outposts over and over and over and over and over. I didn't. I didn't. I love stealth. I love, it's, I love taking these guys out quietly and then. It's the, yeah. It's the, it's the linearity of 3 and two and four that made them more enjoyable. It's it, more enjoyable. It's that fun house you're talking about. You're going mm. through Kojima's fun house of craziness. Yeah, the f- and it the, works. The, the first hour completely busted my expectations for what that game was going to be. Because that was like the only time it was ever just focused and weird and awesome. And then it's just, oh, look, there's some weird dudes that can hop around. Okay. Yeah, That's okay. The first interesting yeah. thing that's happened in three and a half hours. Yeah, well, I, I they wonder, never really show up again. I wonder if it would be a different experience if you just stuck to the campaign. If you can, if you can just do campaign missions, I don't know. I was still bored. Hmm. And then there was, well, I oh, liked it. No, it, it's <laughs> like I loved how like seamless like the loading was. Like you were just flying over a desert yeah, instead cool. of a loading screen. That was badass. But they were so long. But like yeah. that compounded with Keith or Sullivan just not talking because oh, he was too Keith, expensive. Yeah, Keith so he or a just snake, snake would just hated. Snake was just silent, and people would just talk at him, and that's that's not Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> snake no. never shuts the fuck up. Nope, that's Metal Gear he's Solid. Got, he's got lots to say, and David Hater should be the one saying it. Agreed. Yep. Uh, the Turing Test is a challenging first-person puzzle game set on Jupiter's moon Europa. Assume the role of Ava Turing, an engineer on the International Space Station, set to discover the cause behind the disappearance of the ground crew station there. 74 on Metacritic. Do you know what the Turing test is, though? Yeah, it's, yes. a, it's a test for artificial intelligence to see if it can fool a human into making them think that you're human. Correct. Yeah. So there's got to be more going on with that game than just... Ava was a robot the whole time. Oh, Blade Runner! Oh. Um, uh, anyway, also... It was free, I'll play it. Oh, yeah, by the way, but that new Blade Runner re- movie is apparently getting some hot-ass reviews, man. Is it? Yes. I am going to picket it. I'm going That's to stand outside the theater with a sign saying, I want to punch Ryan Gosling as well. Well, no, no, Ryan Gosling's fine. Jared Leto's got a lot of explaining to do. I think it's time that mankind came to an end. Uh, I can't is he, see. Is he asleep and while reading these lines? I mean, is he, is he washed lying. off the Joker makeup? <laughs> The, the the tomato tomato is not available yet for Blade Runner twenty forty nine. When's it come out? I don't even know. Well, I would imagine pretty soon, given all these previews I'm, or preview reviews I'm hearing about today. Anyway, <sighs> oh, anyway, hopefully. so also coming to PS Plus in October, beyond the spectacular Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain, uh, the Amnesia Collection, which okay. is a a watermark classic horror game that has aged very poorly. Very poorly. Uh, I could deal with Machine for Pigs. That one looks better, but it's not as scary as as the first one. 
I'd like to walk through that story. That'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, Hustle Kings for PS3. Meh. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Monster Jam Battlegrounds for PS3. Meh. Yeah. But as you'll recall, with last month's PS Plus, there were two games for Vita that I was kind of hyped for. Well, they're here this month. Hey! Hue on Vita and Skyforce Anniversary on Vita. Uh, Hue is like a color-coded puzzle platformer where um, where what you can jump on... Um, you want to watch a trailer for it to really understand it, but uh, it's it's like a color. The world changes colors, and you change color, and so you will fall through certain colors, and it it looks really interesting. And Skyforce cool. Anniversary is like a top down shooter where you're a plane. I've played that game. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, so I've always, it gets kind of grindy, but for free, go for it. Yeah, I've always wanted to check it out. So that's really cool. So my my Vita is getting a fucking workout lately, um, between like ease and and really I do need to play Darkest Dungeon. And uh, now Hugh and Skyforce and SteamWorld. Yeah, it's been a while since I picked. Like, I, it's been months since I took my Vita to work. So, thank you, SteamWorld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something to do. Something to do besides, you know, eat lunch. <laughs> I never eat lunch anyway. What? I don't eat. I don't eat work. It's weird. How do you manage? I, ju- I can't. I, I just, can't do it. I eat one meal a day. I know it's really bad for me, but that's how I roll. Yeah. See, that's yeah. I'm down to two. See, one day it'll noon. be zero, and I'll be so pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what that is. <laughs> by see, by noon I'm like, I gotta eat. I gotta eat right fucking now. So I'm well, like running like, out of the office. I'll have like little snacks, but I'll never eat a meal. Yeah, like I'll have a banana or something. Yeah, I can't. I don't know how you live. Like, I, I gotta, it was hard. It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. But and I'm bad. I eat out like almost every day for lunch. Hmm. I have a cycle of restaurants I go through. Do spend way you? too much money. Do you walk in and they uh, go, No, and, and, and as soon as they recognize me, I go someplace else because I don't like being recognized. In <laughs> really? Don't look at me. Actually, no, that's honest the truth. Uh, as, as, as soon as people start predicting what I order or recognizing me, I'll, I'll stop going there. Why? Because it makes me uncomfortable. Hmm. Very uncomfortable. See, I, I kind of have the opposite thing. I don't know if I've ever... Have I ever told you guys how much I tip? You, you no. have said that you are generous when the situation demands it. No. I'm not generous no? when the situation demands it. I'm generous, period. Okay. I used to Thank be. You. I used to be. You're welcome. I used to be a server at a '50s diner, and I remember one day this woman came in, and I don't remember what she ordered. I don't really care at this point, but when she gave me the money, I, I went to go get her, and I said, "How much would you like for change?" She goes, "No change. That's your tip." And I looked at the money in my hand, and I looked up at her, and I go, "Are you kidding me?" And she goes, "What?" She goes, she goes, 20%, that's a normal tip. I go, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Like, I've been tipped before, but I never got tipped that well. And um, and so I know what that means as a server, to have someone say, hey, you did a good job. Here's enough money to go get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> because I know what you do for a living sucks. Yeah, and uh, so as a, like unless you disappoint me and piss me off, you're going to get 30%. Hmm? And it doesn't matter how expensive the meal is. You're a better man than I. I do Much. 30%. Yeah. Better my, than either of us. My boss yeah. hates me for that. He will, <laughs> what? He will give me, like, as far as he's concerned, tipping is a horrible thing, and it's a racist thing, and Whoa. here's all the reasons well, why tipping shouldn't exist. It is a horrible thing. You should be paid a living wage, or at least above minimum wage yeah, for until that, we but get, it's never going to happen. Yeah, until so. we get $15 minimum wage, this is this is just how we do this shit. Yes. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I and so I, I tip really, really well, and as a result of my exorbitant tipping strategy. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What are you opening up over there? Uh, it's actually uh, a little thing of 
chocolate fudge from the almond tree from Forks, oh, there you go. From Forks oh, Marketplace well, in Manitoba. share it with the listeners and then move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, um, where the, oh, yeah. So when, when I walk into my favorite restaurant, and for the record, my favorite restaurant is an Italian joint called Trevisi. They do a ah. thing called Rigatoni Quattro Gusti, which is what they would feed to a mortal man to turn him into a god. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And it is, it is just the most wonderful, sweet little place. I've been going to this restaurant since I was, uh, 16 or 17. Took my first date, one of my first girlfriends there for one of our first dates. And it just, the food is always incredible. The staff is always really nice. And they were in a hole in the wall in downtown where if you didn't know the restaurant was there, you would drive past it and have no idea there was a restaurant there. Those are the best ones. But eventually they sold that place for some reason. And I went there for another six months, not understanding why the food was getting steadily worse. The portions were getting steadily smaller. All the wait staff has changed. I didn't understand. And then I realized or I discovered that um, uh, someone wanted to open a restaurant in that space. They bought out Trevisi. They, but the bank refused to give them a loan to rent buy the space if they didn't mm. keep the Trevisi name for six months. Meanwhile, uh-huh. the owner and the chef of Trevisi went and opened a bistro in a really nice kind of uh, suburban part of town. And the food is the same, the people are the same, and it's my favorite restaurant still. There you go. Now, I see, as soon as I go to a place long enough and they start, you know, recognizing me it, it for some reason it makes me very uncomfortable so i'll stop going there for I, I i have there's a sub place that opened up near my office fire firehouse subs or something like that they're okay but i went there and i sat down and this gentleman walks up i don't, I don't know if i told the story here or not this gentleman walks up and says jim i look <laughs> at him and i have no earthly clue who he is okay. but i mean i could have met him last week for all i know because i'm really not good with faces and, and, and people because um, I'm a terrible human being. He says, oh, I went to first grade with you. I'm like, F- okay. How the fuck first did he recognize grade? you? I don't know. I don't look anything like I did. But here's the thing. He like named off the school and I was like, okay, I can't debate him. You know, he's like, okay, well, cool. Good to see you. I'm like, oh, thanks. I didn't go back there for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I just went back there a couple of weeks ago and remembered that, oh, by the way, not only was I uncomfortable, but the subs aren't that great. So, I don't know. I had no idea you had this social anxiety thing going on. It's not social anxiety. It's just when I go out to eat, I would, if I could go to the soup Nazi oh, yeah. every time. And just do business. Yes. Mm. I want to just do business. I, I went to, I've got a Taco Bell that I go to that's on the way to my GameStop in the ghetto. Um, and and the funny thing is, usually... Fast food places in rougher areas are actually not bad because the people there need that goddamn job. That is true. So you go there and the service is decent. They're actually fairly clean. You know, I've had, I have more problems with the McDonald's in my neighborhood than I do with the one down in my office. Mm, and the one sense. in my neighborhood is posh, but it's terrible. Anyway, I went there and I was like next in line and they had hired a new guy who was working the register and he like finished with a person, looked at me started talking to the person he just finished, literally turned sideways to talk to them and say, oh, by the way, here's this phone number on the receipt that you should be dialing to do this and this and this. I looked at him, turned on my heel and walked the fuck out. I didn't care. I was next in line. I want to do business in order out. Don't say hi to me. Maybe he had to, maybe he was required to point that out to customers. Okay, but that transaction was finished. He had lost his chance. (laughs) I, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I see. I want. I want in and out. I, I want it. You know, efficient, and and mechanical, and 
lack of human interaction, if at all possible. <laughs> the, the only time I've ever been really angry at any service person was at a Great Clips. Ooh. And I get in, there's like two uh, haircutter people and one other person in line, and they're both busy with customers. There's th- two people in the chairs, one person's in line, and then me. And I I put a thing down, I'm like, I'll, I'll get a haircut, and like maybe, they said the wait time's going to be 20 minutes. 35 minutes passes, guy comes oh. in like uh, 30 minutes in, said he... Um, Signed in online, and t- ten more minutes pass, and it's been forty-five minutes. And that guy that signed in online gets in before I do. Oh. I was so fucking mad. I was there for like an hour and twenty minutes. <laughs> At that point, you just walk out. Yeah, I needed the haircut because I had a job interview the next day and I <laughs> didn't have time. See, I've walked out of places. I-, I walked out of. There's one place I go to now about once a week. It's a deli called Schlatsky's. And they make decent sandwiches and pretty good pizzas. Um, I went in there. I ordered once, and it took. Like in an inordinate amount of time to get my food, so I flag a waitress down. I'm like, "Hey, excuse me, I've been here for like 20 minutes. Well, what'd you order?" I'm like, "I show her my receipt." I'm like, "Here you go." So she says, "I'm sorry." Five minutes later, she comes back with the wrong order. <laughs> oh! I looked at her. I stood up, and I walked out. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't go back there for like three months. <clears throat> so I I have little patience for the, for well, for no, nonsense. That, that was bullshit. When it was bullshit, and I and I know that I might be being a little weird with, you know, not wanting that to situation with places. So I, I don't know. It's not social anxiety. It's just business. Okay. I want to conduct business. I um I, I'm well known at my the EB that I currently go to, and I've actually been going there for probably 15 years. And uh, but there was a period of about two and a half, three years just before the Vita launched, where I did not buy a single thing from that EB. Mm. And I don't remember what the game was that broke this camel's back, but there had been a series over the course of the summer where I would go in and I would say, "I'm here to pick up blah blah blah." She goes, "Well, you didn't pre-order it." I'm like, "Yes, I did. Here's my receipt." Oh, we already sold our last one. Oh my god! And this happened repeatedly, and one of it was uh, my copy of Sly Cooper, the the Sly Cooper Four, had been unsealed. Oh fuck they, that! They didn't have my sealed copy. Nope. And so I was I was livid at that one, having to buy a fucking unsealed game and pay new price for it. Um, but I, and I don't remember what the game was that broke my back. But I, I went in and they didn't have X, and I said, okay, well I'm going to need a refund for that. And the guy goes, okay, and he gives me my refund, and I go, okay, now what are the games I have pre-ordered? And at any time, I I may have up to 20 games pre-ordered with them. And I go, okay, I'm going to need a refund for those, please. And the guy looked at me like I just kicked his dog. And I go, let's go. He goes, I'm going to need a refund for that, please. And then I just took my business away, and I pre-ordered everything through HMV for a while, and then HMV stopped dealing in video games, and that is the only time I went back to EV. And I told myself, if they do it one more fucking time, they've lost my, lost my business again, and I'll do everything through Amazon. And even now, I'm buying more through Amazon than I am through them. I haven't gotten a physical game since Bloodborne. <laughs> Bloodborne's a good one, though. Yeah, well, that was just because I needed the PS4, too. As a person who ran one of those stores for a long time, that's just absolute incompetence. It's not difficult. Your stuff comes in, you check reserves, you put them away. You take care of your whales yeah, because and, they are precious. And uh, I, I kind of felt that way. Like, people know my name when I go in there. 
they don't call me when a game releases now because they know that I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, no one's called me about uh, Dishonored. I have that pre-ordered. But they know that I know. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably like, I wonder why it hasn't come in for it yet. It's just I haven't had time. But... (laughs) No, you, you take care, but there's also a limit to the wild, the whales you take care of. I was running a store um, down closer to Milwaukee, not in Milwaukee, in one of the one of the wealthier suburbs. And um, do you know Screech from Saved by the Bell? I do, in fact. Wasn't he in a yes. porn one? Uh, he, yes, was. he was. He's also in jail for now at the point, or did some jail time for getting in a fight at New Year's Eve. Anyway, <laughs> Dustin Diamond was a customer of mine. Okay, and he would come in and ask, um, not. To me, okay, because I kind of laid the law down. Like I'm not, because he's like, can you just hold all this stuff for for me in the back, and I'll buy it eventually. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to hold all this stuff for you and have you buy it eventually. Either you buy it now or you pre-order it. I'll make sure you get it, but I'm not going to maintain a stash for you in the back. Um, I left that store to train my replacement, and the replacement was like starstruck by Dustin Diamond. Come on, <laughs> I come back there six months later to help with some inventory, and he's got like a thousand dollars worth of stuff sitting in the back room. I'm like, how long has this shit been here? Oh, a couple months. I'm like, what are you doing? You could have sold that. You don't. Dustin's not coming back. Come on. So. He wasn't too much of a dick. He just expected a little bit much. And I was not all that impressed by a guy from Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Who at one point fought on that boxing thing, celebrity boxing or something like that. You know who I would have been impressed by that would have been starstruck for me? Tiffany Amber Thiessen. (laughs) That that would have worked on me. I don't don't think I... Was she the one who was in in Showgirls? Uh, No. No. She 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 was the brunette. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I served dinner to Clay Aiken and his date. Oh, how was that? Yeah, he was really nice. Was he, They're yeah, both really nice. He seemed like he'd be super polite. Yeah, he has to be now because he's a politician. Oh, but he's just a real, <laughs> he's just a real nice. politician? Oh, yeah. He tried to run for uh, state senate. Oh. Yeah, he's a nice dude. When you say tried, though, that did not go well. No, he's still doing local politics, though. Yeah. I'm not sure where he is well, now. That's cool. But, yeah, I know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's the only really celebrity I ever met. Hmm. I told you guys about meeting Matthew Good, right? The guy, yeah, who's that? The guy who bummed a cigarette? No. Oh. First of all, I don't know who Matthew Good is. I'm, okay. I'm with Alex on this one. Okay, did you ever hear a song that goes something like, uh, Did you know if I got me a row and it's so bad, it's so bad? No? No, nope. Lost in American Translation. Very, very popular in its time. It, this was like back in the 90s when like Cumbersome was popular as well. Um, mm. And the guy's, okay. the guy's band was called Matthew Good Band. And he was kind of a, uh, it was kind of just on the tail end of grunge, so he was very much a rock guy. And, um, but I, I wasn't as into music then as I am now, actually. And I am in Toronto, the uh, which is not the capital of Canada, but in terms of commerce, it is. It's like, it's like New York is not the capital of America, but let's be honest. So I'm in Toronto doing this thing for, uh, um, for a, a play that I've, some, some radio plays that I've written. And I'm standing on a street corner in downtown Toronto, and this guy is standing next to me, and I'm smoking a cigarette, and we're about to cross the street waiting for the light to turn. He goes, hey, man, you got a cigarette? And I'm in Toronto. I'm working for the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. I'm a young, handsome writer on the cusp of my career achieving the greatness in which I'm obviously owed. I'm feeling pretty good about things. (laughs) So I'm like, god damn right, I'll give you a cigarette. I'll give anyone anything because life is so good. So I... (laughs) I go, sure, man. And I open up uh, my cigarette case, and I pull out a cigarette, and I hand it to him. He goes, you got a light? I go, yeah. And I look at him, I go, hey, you look kind of familiar. You Are you on TV or something? He goes, huh, something like that. 
Oh, and, oh. and he walks away. And I'm, and I'm sitting here like, who the fuck was that guy? And then six months later, I'm watching the Canadian version of MTV. And one of his songs comes on. I'm like, that's some motherfucker got a cigarette off me. What are you doing bumming cigarettes off poor writers when you're like a millionaire? Rockstar, <laughs> fuck you, bad good. <laughs> he was he was fishing for adulation. He didn't get it from you, and he was kind of mad. He about did it. not. He was Probably. like, he was like, this this fucker doesn't recognize me. I'm Matthew you, Good. <laughs> you did not. You failed to stroke his ego. I failed, so he, he's gonna give you attitude. Yeah, he got a cigarette off me. <laughs> but that's all he got. You maintained your dignity. And no we dick don't sucking. know who he is. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I I just looked it up, and he's got a ton of CDs. And I've heard of none of them. That, so, that's, that's why. I, that's why I use that Hoxley Workman song for one of my first Mercy clip shows. Was because no one has ever fucking heard of Hoxley Workman. See, well, nice. Yeah, exactly. You two guys <laughs> off your back, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got. All right. Um, so this week, what more Overwatch for you? You gonna sure. play some Hob? I'm, I'm probably gonna be playing Hob and uh, I, um, Alex. Are we go- actually? I can probably play a little bit on Thursday night, Alex. Thursday tomorrow. You would probably no, be. I'm seeing, I'm seeing it with Andrew. It's shit. All right, it would be better to do Friday anyway. We'll get better games. Okay, yeah, I can do Friday. Okay. Oh, and I finally got a new job. You did. Hey, excellent. Yeah, it's not. I have three different um, uh, office jobs fell through, and it's a. Uh, it's now going to be a. Uh, uh, sort of like a barbecue sports bar, but in downtown Raleigh. And the best part about it was I said, look, uh, I'm in a kind of expensive apartment now. I need to know that I can make uh, at least like sixteen, seventeen hundred a month. And she, it wasn't like a, yeah, we can see that happening. That seems reasonable. It was a, yeah, yeah, you're going to make sixteen hundred bucks in a month. All like, right. So what, what is, what is your actual job? Are you going to be a waiter? Are you going to be a bartender? I don't know yet. Oh, okay. They're kind of, they're building it. It's going to open on... They said the first, it might need to delay it a bit because construction, but oh, it seems going to be uh, front of house. But again, it's like a sports bar, barbecue joint. It's mm-hmm. going to be kind of low-key. I'm used to high-class shit now. People just being furious all the time. I think, <laughs> I, think I got this. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah. All right. All that right, was pretty well, cute. Anyway. Well, that, you know, I mean, priorities. All right, then. I mean, I, I, I was like the first one to interview. I fucking nailed it. <laughs> Doesn't that feel good? Oh, interview yeah. like, damn, that was nice. I gave her barbecue joint recommendations. <laughs> I'm like, Bullock's Barbecue, it's been open 60 years. If you haven't gone, go there. there and you go. don't have Brunswick stew in the menu, fix it. <laughs> My God, I didn't know I could be that charming. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, turned yourself on a little bit. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Alex, thank you for joining us. Yes, sir. Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. I will make an effort to not be quite as angry next week. No, that was great. Hopefully you found it at least somewhat you, amusing. You should be angry about how much fun we have in Overwatch this weekend. I'm not going to be around this weekend. I am actually going to be near Alex's. Oh, yeah. What? I'm heading out to the Outer Banks this weekend. Forgot about oh, okay. That. Yeah, I can't. That's not uh, too we, close we to you. I'm, we I'm, meet I'm, up. No, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm driving down to. Yeah, I'm driving down to to Nags Head just just to see it. Nags Head is amazing. Yep. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Yeah.